0: hey there literary fans and welcome to episode 39 of jeff reads his book i am your host jeff and today we're going to be reading chapter 17 of offworlder a book i wrote in a month So, if you want to contact the show, you can head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com, and there's three ways to contact me there. And while you're there, why not consider purchasing print copies of these two terrible books that I've read on this podcast? Yeah, you could follow along. Wouldn't that be fun? So, this month we are into November, so it is actually National Novel Writing Month. Uh, and you know what? I am not doing it, I decided. Uh, it's, I suppose I could start now, but we're already two days in. That's a lot of words to make up, and I'm just not gonna do it. I didn't have any, like, planning or ideas, or, I don't know. I just decided I'm gonna bail this year. Maybe, well, next year I'd have to, because... Yeah, I would need another book <laughs> for this podcast, right? I suppose I wouldn't have to write it necessarily during uh, National Novel Writing Month, but I think the it's not fair because if it's not like squeezed into that one month, then it makes me just look like a terrible author. At least right now, I have the excuse that uh, you know I had to rush a whole book into a month, so I think it pays to actually. Do it during the month. So, is anybody else out there actually doing National Novel Writing Month? It's pretty freaking fun. Of course, I'm saying that after I just explained that I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I got to think of like an idea for next year, and maybe I can get on that. If I'm going to keep this podcast going, it's probably going to have to be more books about Henry and Margot. I suppose I could change it up, right? I mean, there's nothing about this podcast that implies that it has to be from this book series, and it is a trilogy right now, so I could just, you know, stop doing it. That might be a good idea, too. I mean, it's a good idea. Nobody, I definitely shouldn't write any more books with this. Ugh, Ugh, so bad, so bad. So, last week, we did get some feedback for our discussion questions. This is very, very exciting, Okay. Um, so if you recall, let's see what we got here. Um, so last week we had three discussion questions. I got two sets of answers, so let's read them together. How about that? So the first question, what's your go-to travel breakfast? Well, my first feedback responses are from the lovely Laura, and she has a few this week. Uh, Her go-to travel breakfast is, let me read this here. Tim Hortons! I really want those Tim bits. I bring breakfast staples with me when I travel, like Kind Bars and or those Lance Sandwich Crackers. They make maple French toast flavor. Yeah, I really do love those Lance Sandwich Crackers, but I have not been able to find them lately. Also, you know, she brings up Tim Hortons because, you know, her favorite vacation destination is Canada which is, uh, you know, home to Tim Hortons. It's pretty fantastic, I got to admit. So uh, we ask uh, my man Glenn here also wrote in with some answers. He says, for his breakfast, uh, every morning on my commute, I chug a Starbucks double-shot energy drink. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> for long trips, McDonald's all the way, though Panera has some decent breakfast options. I honestly don't think I've had, like, breakfast at Panera, when I think about it, I've stopped for lunch. They have a salad that I like all right, but it may, Panera makes me just think bagels and stuff. Sometimes that's a little too starchy. You know what? If I'm going to eat like, if I'm going to eat like bready things, it's donuts all the way. I'm with Laura on this Timbits before Panera for sure. All right. All right. Question two. What do we got? Ooh, office politics. Okay. You got an office politics story, huh? Um... So Glenn says, Oh dear God, don't get me started. The biggest politics you have to play is how each boss has a different reality you need to step into every time you talk to them. Could be a good plot line for your next book, Reality Warping Business Directors. Yes. See, I I see what he means. And yeah, I was always, I always fancied myself as very good at patronizing bosses or people from other departments that I needed them to do something for me. So I was kind of a, I guess, a dick in a way, because I'd pretend to like them and be nice, but it was just to get what I wanted, usually. So eh, I see what he means there. You know, he had a, uh so he does share one story. He says, an office corruption one you can share. Two guys in Asia who were in charge of buying raw materials set up a company with their buddies and sent contracts to themselves. Got busted through screen capture spyware when they VPN to their other computers to check their accounts after a whistleblower complaint. That's freaking hilarious. Yeah. So, and he goes on, points out, yeah, they got in a lot of trouble, a little federal prison in there. That's a lovely story. <laughs> I do like that. I don't have anything that comes real close to that. You know what I mean? Laura has one. She points out. We have a union where I work. Need I say more? Yes, listen to her being responsible and not calling out people she works with. Good for her. (laughs) All right, question three. What did Henry buy on his little shopping trip? Okay, so Laura has a good answer. Lovely Laura writes in and says, Hopefully Henry bought some more whiskey since that bitch Janie keeps drinking his. (laughs) I love it. Sorry, was that too harsh? Haha, ha, I wrote this answer before you said how much of his whiskey she drinks. Before, I didn't say how much she drinks, but I assume it's a ton. That was, I think, what I was kind of implying there. What does uh, Glenn say? He had a good answer, too. I actually liked his, too. He says that, um, let's see, fudge. That's always a classic souvenir food. A Book of Wizard Pickup Lines, some gears from Gears R Us. I'm trying to think of what weird interest a database administrator might have when going through a medieval village. Good call. We actually went on, I pointed out that it's one of those uh, fudge shops where they have all sorts of weird flavors. Because let's be honest, the only good flavor of fudge is freaking chocolate. You know, the regular one, all the other ones are a letdown after chocolate. So, you know, Glenn has dark chocolate brimstone, northern hills spiced caramel, dragon tear salted caramel, elemental plane of mint chocolate. Oh yeah, he's good. So I pointed out to him that this does sound like a gimmicky fudge shop. And he says, this is a good point too. He's too new to be able to distinguish between true mom and pop and the commercialized bullshit. Went to the roadside South Bend Chocolate Factory version. Shit's been sitting there for days. Yeah, yeah, I see what he's saying. So he's kind of pointing out that Henry wouldn't know it's a tourist trap kind of fudge shop. And it is. He was eating at a, uh, you know, a destination, a retail destination experience, I believe I called it. Yeah. And he points out if Margot had gone to, she would have showed him where to get the good shit. Yeah, she would have the inside track. Like... Henry, that's a chain, you dumbass. We're not going to eat there. You can eat there anywhere. Jesus. I like these answers. These are very good answers. I'm so excited about the feedback. This took forever. And I actually had to do some editing while I was recording because my computer keeps shitting on itself. But I don't think we're going to notice as we read this. And speaking of reading this, today we are reading chapter, oh no, not chapter 16, chapter 17. Sorry, it was on the previous page still. Let's uh, flip the paper, because I take paper notes in pencil with a wooden pencil. All right, chapter 17 is six pages long, a little shorter than last week. Um, I only have two notes about it here. Uh, first, it's going to be a lot of... Aw, yeah, it's going to be a little lovey-dovey with Henry and Margot because, uh, yeah, yeah, hold on to your freaking... Uh, heads. This is going to cause some headaches here. This is going to be bad. What that didn't even make sense, my bad. I I don't know. Just buckle up, kids. This is going to suck. <laughs> All right. Um the other problem with chapter 17, no drinking breaks. What kind of jackass author would write a book without drinking breaks in a chapter? Oh my god. So Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb say there's no magic might be magic I think there's magic I don't know we'll see it's not gonna be great you know what I mean we're gonna be uh, we're all gonna be disappointed in about 30 minutes (laughs) so I guess we might as well go ahead and dive in to chapter 17. So for today's episode I am really mixing it up. Uh, while there's no drinking breaks, I am going to be drinking while we read this, because six pages of this garbage is not good. But, uh, we are mixing it up. I am having a, uh, 13th Street Winery Gamay. That's right. It's a red wine. It is from the lovely, uh, what do I want to say? Niagara-on-the-Lake region? A little past that. It's a little, it's on the Niagara Escarpment, I believe it's called. And it is just, um, which direction? West of St. Catharines, I believe? 13th Street Winery? Ooh. It is stunning. Don't I seem classy having a red wine with this podcast? I absolutely think I am classy right now. I'm going to have a little more. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to probably kill this freaking bottle tonight. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. So... Special episode tonight, I'm recording on a Saturday night instead of Sunday afternoon uh, just because the lovely Laura is out at a charity event tonight because she, as I've said before, is a good person and I am not. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and get going here? Let's, we, we got some, we got to make up some time here and this, we I should read as fast as possible because this is going to be not only embarrassing but bad. Ooh. Here we go. Margot hadn't seen Henry since before the inspections. On Saturday afternoon, she decided to see how he was doing. Wow, that is, I don't know. It already starts up like these sentences feel like they were written by somebody in the seventh grade. Ugh. <laughs> she assumed he wouldn't be scolded by anyone until Monday morning. Her friends had made her feel a bit guilty about having asked Henry to disappear, and she wanted to make sure he wasn't angry. At his door, she breathed deep to calm herself and knocked lightly. From inside, she heard a chair scraping against the floor, followed by, Ugh, alright, I'm coming. Ugh, I guess that's how you say that, right? Ugh, alright, I'm coming. He sounded clearly annoyed to Margot, and she considered disappearing herself. She stayed, though, and waited. The door swung open briskly, and Henry's face showed the annoyance she had heard, but only for a split second. His eyes went wide as he recognized Margot standing alone at his door. Oh, Margot," he said, trying to collect himself. I can come back later, she responded, if you're busy. Oh, no, 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 he exclaimed. Was that exclaiming enough? Oh, no, 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 he exclaimed. Please, did you want to come in? Sure, she said nervously. She was concerned he was upset about something. Margot walked inside, finding Henry's house clean and well-kempt. Not kept, kempt <laughs> As she guessed it would be. I think I've talked about this kempt before. I think it's been in here before. Uh, In either this book or the last one. I don't remember. What was I going to say? Hasn't she been in his house before? Or am I mistaken? Like, wasn't there a point where he wasn't wearing a shirt? Yeah, I think so. I think she's been in his house. Write in if you're listening to that episode. You can go back and find it. That'd be exciting. I mean, not actually. Probably more exciting than this chapter. All right. He closed the door and walked over to Margot, who was now standing in the single room watching him. Can I get you a drink or anything? Henry asked nervously, rubbing his hands together. No, I was just wondering how you were doing after yesterday. Henry waved his hand. Yesterday was nice, really. I walked to West Hill. Wow. That's the, uh... <laughs> and did some sho- did some shopping. Had lunch, that kind of stuff. He walked over to his nightstand and picked up a book. Look at this book I found. He offered the tiny hardcover to Margot. Do you think they have paperbacks in the world of magic? I would assume they would. I guess. I don't know. Have they, uh, mastered the art of creating, like, uh... Like cardboard or, um... Not cardboard, what do you call that? Like, uh, you know, the higher stock paper. Card stock, that's what I want. I guess that's what you'd consider like a... Like a uh, paperback to be made out of, don't you think? Hmm, yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Margot took the book and glanced at the title. It read, Methods and Techniques for Finishing Souls. Margot looked back at Henry... Is it a religious book or something, she asked, confused. Henry laughed. No, look at the spelling of souls. Looking at the book again, she realized the mistake she had made. (laughs) Ha ha ha, that was so funny. Flipping open the book, she found diagrams and instructions for shoemaking. She looked back at Henry with a bemused smile. Souls? Why did you buy this? (laughs) For you, Henry said. I thought you'd like it. I know you like shoes, so I thought you might enjoy it. I meant to wrap it, but I hadn't done it yet, obviously. She laughed. I don't know what to say. If you don't like it, Henry started. No, it's not that, Margo interrupted, still laughing. It's just so unexpected and thoughtful. She hadn't even known he was aware of her love of footwear. Oh, God. Is this, uh, like a, uh... Do I come across as sexist implying that a woman loves shoes this much? I don't think so. I would assume some do, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I remember after I uh, tore the old left anterior cruciate ligament on myself uh, and I was going to physical therapy, I remember... Uh like my physical therapist was a woman and there was another one there that was a woman and then her assistant who was actually working with me that day was a guy and the, he came out and just shaking his head and he said um, he had related this story that he had taken his wife to Las Vegas and uh she made this big deal about this pair of shoes she found at some store that he said were crazy overpriced and the women who were taught... The women physical therapists were out of their minds. They wanted to know exactly what shoe it was. Like, well, what brand was it? He's like, I don't remember. It was... Um... And he couldn't remember. And see, I can't remember. He might have said. <laughs> and they were furious that he didn't understand how important this was to them. <laughs> so, I have anecdotal evidence. <laughs> uh, I can say, I don't think... Uh, Laura herself, the lovely Laura, who does wear very nice shoes is not into, like, uh, shoe branding. So, I mean, that's nice, right? (laughs) Good for me, I guess. Although that does eliminate, like, a uh, possible vector for uh, Christmas gifts and birthday gifts. You know what I mean? Like, if she was really into shoes, you could just... uh Like, she has a Pandora bracelet that I don't usually buy charms for. It's just, like... It's a a charm bracelet, but way more expensive, and for some reason it's acceptable for adults to have them. And uh, you can get little charms for them, but uh, what do I want to say? I've kind of avoided it because I feel like they're a cop-out for husbands to just get another charm for it. So I let other people get her those and kind of avoid it myself. I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, where were we? All right, I all right. I, I was implying that I might be sexist for implying Margot likes shoes. Yeah, she likes shoes. What are you going to do? All right, everybody's got a hobby. She likes shoes. Jesus. Um, doo, 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 doo. it's just so unexpected and thoughtful. She had blah blah blah. Okay, she hadn't even known he was aware of her love of footwear. She smiled at him for a moment then continued. Would you perhaps like to have dinner with me in Sandhill? Henry's eyebrows went up. Yes, that sounds great, he exclaimed. I can come back if you need to. Oh, we can leave whenever, Henry interrupted. I mean, if you're ready. Oh, typo. There's no space after a comma. <gasps> oh my God, it's so unacceptable. Yeah, we can leave now, Margot said. All right. Let me see. Oh, this is a drinking break. It's a page. Like it's going on to the next page, but it's a drinking break. So let's have a drink. Before I discuss this. Mm. Mm. Okay. 13th Street Wine. And basically as a rule, all Canadian wine. Fucking rocks. Yeah. You guys got to try this shit. It's great. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it's like four hours from my house. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Why would I get on a plane to go to California? Okay. So um, I wanted to bring up like with page breaks and stuff... In a drinking break, don't other books put like a dot or something sometimes, or I feel like that's in some books. I'm not going to look for it, but I just assume that, yeah, maybe all right,, <sighs> as they started walking towards Sandhill, Henry wondered if it would perhaps it ugh, okay, this is a bad sentence as they started walking towards oh there's a direction. Let's try again. Here we go. Third time. As they started walking south towards Sandhill, Henry wondered if it would have perhaps been wiser to offer to get her at her house. He wasn't sure if that would have been more gentlemanly. <laughs> what difference does it make, you dork? So what happened when you got back last night? Margot asked casually. "'Nothing last night,' Henry explained. "'Janey was outside waiting for me, but that's all. "'Today, though.' "'What happened?' she asked in a concerned voice. "'I went to breakfast early and had a creepy visit from some of the magistrates, "'or their men, or whatever. "'I'm not too clear on who the magistrates are.' "'He saw a look of concern on Margot's face. "'But I blew them off. "'I told them I liked their costumes.' Margot laughed. You what? She exclaimed. Yeah, they didn't think it was really funny, he explained. Oh, all right, he exclaimed, explained, this is, this is kind of lame in here. Oh, that all rhymes, and lame. Okay. Anyway, after that, I was visited by none other than Roland himself, both supervisors, Elliot and... That's it, I think. Each one came to scold me to one degree or another, that's why I might have sounded annoyed when you knocked. I thought it was another lecture. Then you were happy it was me, Margot asked, smiling, Of course, I'm really sorry you had to go through all that. Margot apologized. I didn't want to get you in-i didn't want you to get in trouble, although I knew you would. It's not your fault, Henry said. Then thinking about it, he changed his mind. Well, I guess it really is your fault. Margo squinted at him, and he laughed. I probably wouldn't have gone to... I probably would have gone to inspections if you hadn't warned me. Well, that's not exactly fair, she started. I know, I'm just kidding, Henry said quickly. But I am glad you warned me. Those guys seem slimy and sleazy. And page turn. Were any actual magistrates? Henry looked out over the farmlands, thinking... Back to his brief meeting. I don't think so, but I don't really know anything about the Magistrates. Who are they, and why are they so bad? Margot sighed. Jeff took a drink of wine. Mm. I'm going to need a refill, he said. Margot sighed again. The Magistrates are a group of mages that rule over, well, most everything in this world. Out here in the outskirts. You don't see much sign of them because we're so far from the big cities. But technically, they still are in charge out here. That explains why they can recruit mages from the temple and the pasture lands. They're the government, then, Henry asked, confused. Margot nodded. They are, but they weren't always. When I was a child, there was a king, but he eventually died. He had a son... But the sun has been missing for so long that it almost seems like legend. If you want to learn more, read Bringing Balance. Ooh, you can go to book.com and buy a copy. All right. Uh, when the king died, the magistrates took over running the kingdom. Most say that had taken... Most say that, I think it's supposed to be they, had taken over years before because the king seemed wrong somehow. That's never explained further. Great. (laughs) Okay, I understand, I think, Henry said. But why are they bad? Margot frowned at this question. It's a few things. First, a lot of people think they're responsible for killing the king. Second, they brutally and rapidly secured power. And their reach has been growing. Ooh... Like out here, you'd never hear about the king's soldiers unless they were needed or requested. The magistrates, though, have really been consolidating power at the capital. Uh, Okay, that sentence you don't get to do with though. All right, those don't go together. That's stupid. Third, some horrible things have been occurring since they've taken over, like the blight. Have you seen it? Henry shook his head, and Margot continued. There doesn't seem to be any this far south. Okay, and fourth, my brother and sister involved are involved. They are not good people. So we're not going to explain the blight. Thanks, Margot. <laughs> oh, oh, we are. <laughs> okay, Henry knew better than to press her on her siblings. Instead, he asked, what is the blight? Blight is like dead spots in the earth, she replied. You know what, around me, blight means your house is in disrepair and the government's going to come and confiscate it so that they can build a destination retail experience. (laughs) They tried to do that, what, like two towns over from me? Just said all these houses built in the 1900s were blighted, and they were just going to buy them. The city was going to like, what do they call that? Uh, Eminent domain them, right? Because they're blighted. And then they're going to sell the land back to a developer who was going to put up a freaking shopping plaza or a mall or some garbage like that. Oh, it was so sleazy. It never happened, though, because, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely sleazy. So, yeah, around me, blighted just means you don't mow the lawn. All right. They almost look like a puddle of mud, but a darker, more evil mud puddle. (laughs) You'd have to see it, I think, to understand i suspect the magistrates are participating in some sort of black magic that is causing it henry replied after a thoughtful moment all right i can believe that ugh how can he believe that he didn't see these puddles of mud wasn't puddle of mud a band yeah if you know a song by them write into the show cuz i don't I think they were hard like a little bit too like hard rock for me i listened to like 90s alt music or you know i don't know these days like freaking uh what teen pop music yeah yeah i got taylor swift on vinyl that's what i'm talking about um they didn't make a good impression on me and how the hell did they know that i was at breakfast he shook his head they were watching you Margot said looking at him seriously what do you mean he asked in a concerned voice they probably had someone watching your house all day on Friday. She explained when you came home. they knew, but I'm guessing it was too late to talk to you so someone waited outside your house until you left in the morning, and that's when they found you but why Margot stopped walking and grabbed Henry's arm. I mean, do you think he did uh, like she did like the goon arm? That's where you like uh. What was that on? I they, I think on like Opie and Anthony they explained it. It's like when men like grab their women like real hard on the upper arm, probably like high enough that you know when they bruise them because they're like dragging them somewhere because they're not happy. Probably because they're on roids. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can't see it if they wear a shirt later. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, let's assume Margot didn't do that. She doesn't seem like a piece of garbage. <laughs> Um, Henry, she said, they came to see you. You were supposed to leave with them, and when you snubbed them, you became a person of interest, a problem. Why would I be a problem, he asked. All right, she said, tapping her chin. Let's say you did go to inspections. Would you have gone with them? No, I doubt it. That makes me feel better, she said, smiling. You're a problem because you're powerful, talented, and not jumping at the opportunity to work with them. You're a threat. Henry considered all that she said. If they were somewhat devious or outright evil, he didn't want anything to do with them. Oh, Henry, you're such a beacon of ethics. (laughs) He more... This is a terrible sentence. He more just wanted a simple life. Ugh. He hadn't really thought about it before, but their finding him at breakfast was quite odd. He shivered with discomfort. That's creepy, Henry said finally. And they probably have a few informants, so they'll be able to continue to keep an eye on you, even now that they've left. Fantastic, he said morosely. Fantastic, he said morosely as they started walking again. How did we even end up talking about this? Margot asked. Our first date shouldn't be all doom and gloom. I'm sorry. You can always let me know if I'm being too negative. I don't mind. Henry grinned at her. What? she asked. So this is a date? he asked. Margot smiled at him, and he took her hand as they walked together to Sandhill. No! Oh! <laughs> and that ends chapter 17. So what did I tell you? Not a very exciting chapter. It's a little bit of a... I guess a chapter that's more... Not even like love story. More like uh, background information for this world. I guess this is the first time we get... Any real explanation of what the magistrates are. Eh, It was okay. Kind of dull. Probably didn't need to be six pages long to cover that. (laughs) I don't know about you. But... That that gift of a book was real, uh, it was kind of weird. <laughs> that whole situation was not good. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know, I guess that's just what it, it is, what it is, right? Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Why don't we just go into discussion questions? I don't know what to say about this book, as usual. I'm just like, this book is so exceptionally dull. And you know what, I, we're going to start ramping up into some excitement in the next, uh, let me see, chapter or so. Yeah. Oh, God. This book's going to get terrible in a hurry. Get ready, people. <laughs> okay. Discussion question. So, question one. Uh, so, Henry bought Margot a little gift, a book about making shoes. All right. So, my question is, is a book a nerdy gift to give to your, like, crush? Is that a bad thing? I'm going to say a light depends. You know what I mean? It's a tough one. Tough call. I think it's kind of nerdy, but that works for some people, right? I remember when we were dating, the lovely Laura bought me, I think, was it for Christmas? Uh, Maybe my birthday, because I brought it home with me pretty quickly after that, because we were in college at the time, so I brought it back to Massachusetts Without Laura, just this book. And it was like um, historical battle maps of the Civil War. Oh, it was awesome. I, I mean, and it was pretty, what do I want to say, uh, random. Like, she just said, oh, I thought you might like this. And I was like, this is great. I did. And I read through it, and it was fascinating. <laughs> I still have it around here somewhere. I mean, obviously, I didn't. It was an early gift and a budding romance. Oh, <laughs> So is that a nerdy gift? I've gotten a books in the past. Like, uh, I mean, I've gotten her books for, like, hobbies and stuff. But I think more so is the book that's not, like, hobby-related. So I've bought her, I'm trying to think, like, Anne of Green Gables books before. Uh, a couple times now. And I think that counts. It's kind of nerdy. Yeah, I'd say so. Is that a nerdy gift? Would you like a book as a gift? I think that's fun. It shows that a little more thought than usual is put in. Like a little more thought than a, let's say, Pandora charm for your bracelet would require. <laughs> All right. All right. Question two. So Margot apparently loves shoes. What is something you're obsessed with? Like what's something you collect and can't get enough of? You know what I mean? And, you know, Margot just stares at shoes. So I don't know if I have anything quite on that level. So, people who know me know I have, like, a lot of, uh what do I want to say, old computers, or uh, as Laura puts it, garbage in the basement. <laughs> so, I used to be, like, way into them, so anything, any old computer built before, like, 1990, I would just buy on site, regardless of its condition or quality. But I've gotten rid of most of them at this point. I only collect a couple now, but... Even then, I try not to buy them because, Jesus, it's it's, it's probably not healthy. And you know what? That obsession takes up a lot of space. Uh, Recently, I've gotten quite a little pile of Timex watches as kind of a collection, I guess. Way, way easier to collect Timex watches than old computers. (laughs) They take up so much less space. In fact, sometimes when I look at my computer stuff, I get angry and just want to throw everything out. But, eh, what are you going to do? It makes me feel bad when I start to think about it. Is that like hoarding? I think it might be. (laughs) What's something you'd be obsessed with? I can't think of anything else, really. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Right in. Right in. If you don't have something, that's fine. I don't care. Nobody cares. (laughs) Okay. All right. Question three. So Henry was talking about how sleazy and slimy the magistrates seemed. Have you ever, like, turned down a job or kind of, like, just checked out of an interview because they felt sleazy and slimy? I mean, I know that that's happened to me eh, a couple times, I guess. I remember right when I decided to leave graduate school and go get a job, right? Uh, I had recently got a master's degree and I was going to go get a just a regular job. And as soon as I put my resume online, I got these like, uh, these were sleazy companies like selling insurance and stuff. Why would they be interested in, in me? And I don't know. It was very odd, very sleazy. I don't know. And then another time, I remember, I interviewed with a... It was a NASA contractor. I can't remember the name of the company. Oh, God damn! they were... The guy on the phone owned the company, and he seemed like a real piece of shit scumbag. Um... Guy, I wish I could remember what it was. He was like, uh, yeah, it was a lot of like, you, I demand loyalty from my employees and you work for me, you can't do anything outside of work and blah, blah, blah. I was like, what are you? T- All right. I, I kind of felt bad because I think about 15 minutes into the phone interview, I'm like, I really just want to hang up. <laughs> But I was polite and never called him back. (laughs) So, (laughs) I think he wanted me to send him some other things. And I'm like, yeah, we're just not, I'm not going to bother. So, I might have sent an email saying, I don't think this is going to work. I don't remember now, though. Eh, who cares? Yeah, have you ever turned down a job, though, based on that kind of stuff? Yeah, I was, eh, I don't know. I bet that, oh, and I should say, the NASA contractor I did eventually work for, um, Turned out to be sleazy and slimy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, what, they laid off one of my coworkers because she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pieces of shit. And guess what? They all still work for whatever fake company currently owns the NASA contract here in Cleveland at NASA Glenn Research Center. Yeah, yeah, look it up. <laughs> yeah, I believe they are currently Vantage Partners, a shell company that is made to just extract your government money away and turn it into their own. And yeah, bunch of shitbags. Yeah. I remember I got laid off from the previous Slime Ball NASA contractor, and then I was hired the very next day by Vantage Partners to work for those Slime Balls, who you know, were the same slime balls because they just used the same managers. They shuffled themselves around a little bit differently to make it look like they're a new company, but they're not, they're not. And I think the first time I spoke to my manager at the new company, I told him I was quitting. It felt really good. I'm like, hi, my name's Jeff. I'm your new employee. He's like, oh, it's great to meet you. I'm like, yeah, I came to see you to tell you I'm resigning. <laughs> oh God, they suck. Yeah. I actually know people who still work for Vantage Partners. Good luck with that. <laughs> Anywho, I think this... Is this on par with my ranting about Brian last episode? I think it's close, because I'm just burning those bridges right behind me. <laughs> Although the Brian bridge, doesn't uh, that didn't lead anywhere. <laughs> mm. So... I guess that will do it for today's episode. If you want to write into the show and tell me to please stop badmouthing my former employers, uh, you can go over to com, And right there, you'll find my email address. You can reach me at jba at Or you can head on over to Twitter and you can tweet at me at Fortran Jeff, all one word, Or you can head on over to Mastodon in the Fediverse, and you can reach me at jba at mastodon.sdf.org. So, I hope I'm not bad-mouthing too many people in this podcast. I don't think I am. It's just regular bad-mouthing. I do this in public all the time. I don't see the problem here. So, yeah, I I think we're good. (laughs) Well, anyway, I guess that's it. This has been a fun Saturday night episode I'm gonna go get some more wine uh you know that's upstairs so uh, I'm gonna say goodbye to the live studio audience so anyway if you're listening at home or in your car or on a walk or um I'm out what else you got on a bike ride uh at the DMV Yeah, there we go. Uh, Where else do you listen to this podcast? Ooh, write in and tell me where you're listening to this. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm going to go upstairs, get some wine. So until next time, keep on reading.